Hello, I'm Bob Jones, speaking to you from the sanctuary, in fact, from the high pulpit of St. Andrew's Presbyterian Church in Fredericton. Of course, for the time being, you are the unseen congregation. So welcome. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Now, David Berry at the organ. God, give us a clear vision of the truth, faith in your power, and a confident assurance of your love. Amen. If ever the world needed an Easter, it is now. But first comes Good Friday, as Helen McKinnon and Ron Bagnall render a hymn. Winter ending promised light, but now we know the dark of night To test our faith, test our might, to make it through the spring Just days ago he entered town, palms and praises on the ground Loud hosannas they did sound, for the one they called the king Hallelujah, hallelujah, your love and praises bring. Hallelujah, hallelujah, for the one they called the King. Pontius said in a coward's voice, Pick the one, make my choice. The thief will live, the other die, the one they called the King. Stuck on a cross is history, a prophet shamed for eternity. The Son of God will bow to me, the one they call the King. Hallelujah, hallelujah, your love and praises ring. Hallelujah, hallelujah, for the one they call the King. 
body taken from the wooden frame, draped in cloth, robed in shame, placed in a dark and lowly cave, the one they called the king. Soon days will pass, his promise kept, his true disciples frightened yet, will feel the power from on high, the one they called the king. Hallelujah, hallelujah, your love and praises bring. Hallelujah, hallelujah, for the one they called the King. As we live in fear, we can't forget, He is risen now, His promise kept. Our Lord, our Savior, will not let us suffer more than He. promise that he brings this Easter time our praises sing our faith our strength through the Son of God the one we call the King Hallelujah Hallelujah your love and praises bring Hallelujah Hallelujah for the one they call the King Hallelujah Hallelujah, hallelujah, for the one we call the King, for the one we call the King. A ray of hope, even on a dark day. And remember, there could never have been an Easter without a Good Friday. Now let us hear the word of the Lord. The first gospel reading is from Luke 24, verse 13 to 21. On that same day, two of Jesus' followers were going to a village named Emmaus about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking to each other about all the things that had happened. As they talked and discussed, Jesus himself drew near and walked along with them. They saw him, but somehow did not recognize him. Jesus said to them, What are you talking about to each other as you walk along? They stood still with sad faces. One of them named Cleopas, asked him, Are you the only visitor in Jerusalem who doesn't know the things that have been happening there these last few days? What things, he asked. The things that happened to Jesus of Nazareth, they answered. This man was a prophet and was considered by God and by all the people to be powerful in everything he said and did. Our chief priests and rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and he was crucified. And we had hoped that he would be the one who was going to set Israel free. Besides all that, this is now the third day since it happened. The second gospel reading is from Luke 24, verse 22 to 29. 
Some of the women of our group surprised us. They went at dawn to the tomb, but could not find his body. They came back, saying they had seen a vision of angels, who told them that he is alive. Some of our group went to the tomb and found it exactly as the woman had said, but they did not see him. Then Jesus said to them, How foolish you are! How slow you are to believe everything the prophets said! Was it not necessary for the Messiah to suffer these things and then to enter his glory? And Jesus explained to them what was said about himself in all the scriptures, beginning with the books of Moses and the writings of all the prophets. As they came near the village to which they were going, Jesus acted as if he was going further. But they held him back, saying, Stay with us. The day is almost over, and it is getting dark. So he went in to stay with them. May the Lord add his blessing to these words. My time of serious thought goes back to about the end of World War II. From then on, even in times of crisis, Easter was a nice season that, in timely fashion combined with spring, the blossoming season, new beginnings, even if it snowed in April or even in May, it didn't seem to matter that much. You didn't feel you had to do much shoveling. It would melt away anyway. Just about everyone, Christian or otherwise, could get into the Easter spirit. But now, a few months ago, what is happening in the world now seemed like a, a far-fetched idea, a science fiction horror movie. So here we are, Easter 2020, in a world filled with impossibilities. Perhaps the experience we're having right now will enable you to see Easter in a new way. When I was a Navy chaplain in the 70s and 80s, or serving with the UN in the Middle East, we had a movie every night. But sometimes the new supply was late, and we would be shown a movie that we had already seen two or three times. But I discovered that even if I'd already seen it before, there was always some detail that I had missed. Maybe you have seen 50, 60, or even 70 Easter's, the same old story year after year. But perhaps this year, there'll be something you hadn't noticed before. The story that was just read from the Gospel of Luke describes how the resurrected Jesus can appear in an unexpected way, but at a time that just seems to fit the present circumstance. Going back to today's Gospel, I'm suggesting that sometime 
When your spirit is low, your hopes are shattered. A stranger may make his presence known and with sympathetic ear hear your story and may open the doors of your understanding. And when that happens, you will know you've had a fleeting glimpse of the living Christ and you will realize that the impossible sometimes is true. Twice in recent times I've been asked, the first questioner in her 101st year, the other in her sprightly 70s, the question, are these the end times? It's enough to make you wonder. And on that first Good Friday, I might have said, yes, it looks as if it may be the end. But Easter comes. Now we know, to quote Paul Harvey, the rest of the story. It's not the end times. I would suggest that it's the beginning times. The present crisis in the world's history may be the beginning of something new and great. Father Hickey, the World War II chaplain with the North Shore Regiment, in his autobiography entitled The Scarlet Dawn, wrote, to the unbeliever, no explanation is possible. To the believer, no explanation is necessary. And I conclude from my teenage years, when you, my Jesus, understand, when you accept his loving hand, a happy morn will dawn for you when you know Jesus too. And here's a prayer for Easter for you and whatever your situation today. Let us pray. Open our minds, our hearts, and our spirits, O God, to every sign of Christ's living presence. In strangers who might not look like him, in people who come and go, and yet in whom his presence is real. And above all, may we find the life we want, the life we need. And in him, may we see the glory of your being, the beauty of your love. Amen. And I conclude with a prayer that we say every Sunday in church, remembering especially those who may be facing the end of life and those who care for them. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
And so, until we meet again, may God be with you, the peace of Christ go with you, and remember, wait on the Lord, be of good courage.